Hi, I'm Elizabeth and you're listening to the Cloud and Sec Learning Podcast. This was originally written by Andre Camillo. This is our weekly newsletter covering some interesting cloud and security news for the week ending of January 14th of 2022. You will be able to access links to all news in the link in the episode's description. First covering cloud technologies. New Kubernetes version released, 1.24 and some highlights, as per a cloud guru's analysis, they mentioned. Horizontal Pod Scaler version 2. Horizontal Pod Scaler automatically updates a workload resource, such as a deployment or stateful set, with the aim of automatically scaling the workload to match demand. Improvements with this new version include, for object metrics and external metrics, a single metric is fetched, which describes the object in question. This metric is compared to the target value, to produce a ratio. In the auto-scaling API version 2, this value can optionally be divided by the number of pods before the comparison is made. The horizontal pod autoscaler is an API resource in the Kubernetes autoscaling API group. The current stable version can be found in the autoscaling v2 API version which includes support for scaling on memory and custom metrics. Plus these features are now stable. Scaling on custom metrics scaling on multiple metrics which allows for better control over resource usage when scaling. More details in the source. Another big thing in this release is pod security went to beta. It is an out-of-the-box solution to evaluate pod security. According to Kubernetes this is a built-in admission controller that evaluates pod specifications against a predefined set of pod security standards and determines whether to admit or deny the pod from running. More details in the link. Another feature in this new release is dual-stack networking going GA. When will Kubernetes have IPv6? This question has been asked with increasing frequency ever since alpha support for IPv6 was first added in Kubernetes v1.9. While Kubernetes has supported IPv6-only clusters since v1.18, migration from IPv4 to IPv6 was not yet possible at that point. At long last, dual-stack IPv4, IPv6 networking has reached general availability, GA, in Kubernetes v1.23. More details in the written article. If you need to learn more about Kubernetes and applications utilizing the platform, check out a free course for January from a cloud guru. AWS News Data Exchange for Redshift, according to Amazon, it enables customers to find and subscribe to third-party data in AWS Data Exchange that they can query in an Amazon Redshift data warehouse in minutes. Data providers can list and offer products containing Amazon Redshift datasets in the AWS Data Exchange catalog, granting subscribers direct, read-only access to the data stored in Amazon Redshift. This feature empowers customers to quickly query, analyze, and build applications with these third-party datasets. Next, we have Azure for Retail, releasing February 1st Microsoft Cloud for Retail, with general availability on February 1st, comes out of the gate with a focus on data analytics and the frontline worker with the goal of serving customers better across their shopping journey. Azure for Retail allows retailers to Maximize the value of data Realize the true value of your data by unifying disparate data sources across the shopper journey, discovering insights that enable better experiences. 
elevate the shopping experience transform the shopping experience through data analytics and new store technology to create more engaged shoppers with stronger lifetime value. Build a real-time, sustainable supply chain create an agile, resilient, and sustainable supply chain by connecting data across your ecosystem to enhance time to value. If you want to learn more, join their webinar, Retail Digital Forum on January 19, 2022, at 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Now on to security news. Starting with open-source NPM libraries corrupted by developer. The issue is reported by Bleeping Computer. Users of popular open-source libraries, Colors, and Faker were left stunned after they saw their applications, using these libraries, printing gibberish data and breaking. Some surmised if the NPM libraries had been compromised, but it turns out there's much more to the story. Open-source risks in the wild. The developer behind popular open-source NPM libraries, Colors, aka Colors, JS on GitHub, and Faker, aka Faker, JS on GitHub, intentionally introduced mischievous commits in them that are impacting thousands of applications relying on these libraries. Yesterday, users of popular open-source projects, such as Amazon's Cloud Development Kit, OzCDK, were left stunned on seeing their applications print gibberish messages on their console. These messages included the text, Liberty Liberty Liberty, followed by a sequence of non-ASCII characters' motivation. The reason behind this mischief on the developer's part appears to be retaliation, against mega-corporations and commercial consumers of open-source projects who extensively rely on cost-free and community-powered software but do not, according to the developer, give back to the community. The writer of the code also stated and questioned about a hacktivist who, after being charged with multiple felonies, committed suicide, 11 years ago, on the 11th of January 2011, Aaron Swartz. Interestingly, as of today, Bleeping Computer noticed that the README page for the Faker GitHub repo was also modified by the developer to make reference to Aaron Swartz by stating, what really happened with Aaron Swartz? Impact Enterprises and any other users of the open source code were impacted by the harmful update causing downtime and disruption in their pipeline. The InfoSec community reacted in many ways to the happening. Some supported the developer's perspective some called it irresponsible, some questioned what happened next, with the developer's GitHub account which was suspended for violating the terms of use. The next story is about attacking RDP from inside. A vulnerability found in Windows Server's reference number CVE 2022-21893. According to CyberArk, this vulnerability enables any standard unprivileged user connected to a remote machine via remote desktop to gain file system access to the client machines of other connected users, to view and modify clipboard data of other connected users, and to impersonate the identity of other users logged onto the machine using smart cards. This could lead to data privacy issues, lateral movement and privilege escalation. The latest versions of Windows, Client and Server Editions, are affected by this vulnerability, and it goes back at least to Windows Server 2012 R2, so we can say that the majority of Windows versions in use today are affected. Do refer to the article for more details on this and all stories. Finally, free OSINT training I wrote about OSINT recently here, 
https colon slash slash andre camillo dot medium dot com slash open dash source dash intelligence dash and dash y dash u dash need dash it dash 81a 814013f44 and this week the cyber mentor released a five-hour video training on the subject check it out Check cloudnsec.com for more content and medium.com slash andrecamillo, with double L, for more cloud and security articles. Thank you, talk to you again soon.